Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 230, recorded live on Saturday, November 12, 2011. And here are your hosts, the man who is le tired, Dave Pillay. So take a nap. Then, the man who is ready to fire the missiles, Andy Lowe. Hi. Well, Not sure if... Wait, who gave you missiles? <laughs> Who hasn't given me missiles? I haven't given you missiles, although I think I just got a great idea for a Christmas gift. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Here's an intercontinental ballistic missile. Not quite, but that would be terrifying. That would be a great housewarming gift for those places out in Kansas that are actual missile silos. But then where would you live? Well, you you live in the control room part of it. The actual missile silo itself is just Empty. open. Yeah. Contaminated with residual radiation? Actually, some of them are not. Uh, there's one, I swear, that... Uh, Wait, exit- some of them are not implies that some of them are. <laughs> well, I don't know if some of them are. I just know of some that are not. Because okay. there's one that they use for uh, scuba diving training. Because hmm. it's a good 600, 700 feet deep. Yeah, so you can get a lot of pressure in there. Yeah, so they do scuba diving, and it's the water is basically crystal clear because it's a sealed container that somehow has a bunch of water in it. So it Somehow has Andy, they pour water into it. They either poured water into it or they sprung a leak somewhere and they got groundswell. I'm pretty sure they poured those missile silos they designed them not to spring leaks. <laughs> Maybe it, they had to have a sump pump. <laughs> it failed. Maybe. It Andy, happens before. I think you're reaching for it. I don't know. But um, for those of you who have no idea where that intro comes from, just... Uh, Google end of world flash. Yeah. I think uh, it's also, um, but I am le tired. Yep. But I am le tired. L-E tired. It's got the flash on there as well. It's a little uh, explicit on the language, so um, don't play it in front of your boss, unless your boss also knows. Oh, cool. Just go to endofworld.net, but also don't do it at work. (laughs) I gotta get off that page or I'm gonna watch it. I know. That would be bad. Yeah. But I am lit tired. I want (laughs) Zen taken. Zen fires and missiles. No, I think it was the Smothers Brothers had a much better routine on that as far as... uh, who has missiles? Because it was right after the U.S. had lost a couple of its nukes by having them fall off the plane in uh, Greenland and in the waters near Spain. Uh-huh. So they talked about you know the nuclear powers, the U.S., the U.K., France, Red China, Russia, and then the other ones are like, yeah, and now there's two fishermen in Spain and three Eskimos in Greenland. I swear there's also, like, there's I think there's a page on Wikipedia that actually just, like, lists the uh, missing nuclear <laughs> weapons. Oops. I think there's one somewhere in Georgia that they still have not found. Like Georgia the country or Georgia the state? Georgia the state. Really? Yep. Uh, 1958 Tybee Island mid-air collision. It's a missing H-bomb somewhere in the off state the Georgia, Georgia. coast. Well, it's off the Georgia coast, but still. Wow. Lost off the waters of Savannah, Georgia in 1958. Beautiful. So, an interesting thing to bring up. It's not really a topic. <laughs> We're talking about missing H-bombs. That's not a topic. Yeah, as I'm eating my Cliff Bar. I should probably stop it. Om um, nom nom. I'm looking at my, my uh, Steam open, and I have my friends list up. And of the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 people online, 6 of them are all playing the same game. Team Fortress 2? No. Why would they be playing Team Fortress 2? It's like the number one game on Steam. Well, it's free. <laughs> That's why I was like, okay, I and went with my odds. Last night, 
I saw about ten people on Steam all playing the same game. Skyrim? Skyrim has been released. Elder Scrolls V. With its unlimited number of quests. What? That's what the thing is. They have an unlimited number of quests in the game. I'm not sure how. I just read that in one of the news articles. Their quests are procedurally generated? Something. I mean, you could argue that WoW has an unlimited number of quests because of the dailies. Go out and do this quest. Come back tomorrow. Hey, it's the same thing. Go out and do it again. Well, I think it's... Something about uh, unlimited dragons that you can kill. Okay, but that's true of most games in that there's, like, the unlimited pre-spawning monsters. Anyway, it's massively popular. It came out. It's made a fortune. First day sales are probably, like, record high. But still, is it as record high as Modern Warfare 3? Or Battlefield 3. Yeah, but um, that's actually a topic if you want to go into that. Sure, let's talk about that. Modern Warfare 3 came out, and on day one in just the U.S. and the U.K., just those two countries, sold in 24 hours 6.5 million copies. That's a lot of people playing Modern Warfare. Yeah. That's Activision, right? Yep. I'm pretty sure I bought Activision stock. I really hope I bought Activision stock. 6.5 million people within 24 hours. I am not one of them. I haven't played a Call of Duty game since Since the original. I don't believe I've played Call of Duty. I played the original Call of Duty when it was just Call of Duty came out right after Medal of Honor back in the World War II stuff. Yeah, see, but I I didn't like the World War II stuff. The first one of that series, of either of those series that I played, between the Battlefields and the Call of Duties, was Bad Company 2, and that's because I got it for free. (laughs) Now, granted, it was really funny, and the ad campaign for it was top-notch. Oh, yeah. They were just making fun of every other first-person shooter. Not even first-person shooter. Just every other game that was coming out. One of the commercials was Metal Gear Solid. (laughs) What does that guy think he is running around inside a barrel? Blow him up. (laughs) Some metal barrel. Real solid. So good. But anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Call of Duty. 6.5 million in 24. That's That's pretty high. A lot of people are playing it. Now, I do have to say there is a positive aspect to this is um, Activision. Wait, what's the negative aspect? (sighs) Xbox Live is going to be flooded with 12-year-olds calling other people um, explicit names. On Call of Duty, what do you care? That is true. I'm not even on Xbox Live anymore. (laughs) A, you can't be on Xbox Live because your account's still messed. And B... You don't play Call of Duty. True. This should be, like, great. This means that all the other games have no one playing them. That's the problem. There's other games have no one playing them. I still have achievements in Ticket to Ride that I want to get. I'll play it with you. Okay. There are achievements in Ticket to Ride? Yeah. Did I buy Ticket to Ride? I do believe so. I thought you played uh, Zack in Ticket to Ride. I have the board game. I don't know if I bought it on live. I swear you bought it on live. Um... Anyways, um, Call of Duty. Activision has donated $3 million to the Call of Duty Endowment, which is a nonprofit organization that seeks to train veterans and find them jobs after they return, which is already on top of the $2 million already donated to the endowment. That's very nice of Activision. How's Child's Play doing oh. in the week since they've come out? Probably Child's not much change. Charity.org. $622,000. So they made 200000 in a week yep. without the release of a giant game. Oh, I do have to say, I just noticed this looking at the hospital map, that there is now a second hospital in the state of Michigan. Yep. All the way up. All over. They had to redo their map. Yeah, their all the way up in Marquette. Show everything. Yeah. So, funny fact about northern Michigan. Yeah. 
the event that will be there next year. Yes. I may be able to just take the ferry. Which ferry? There's two of them. Well, it's northern Michigan, so taking the one that goes down to Manistee. Manistee. Ludington. No, not Manistee. What's the other one? There's the one that goes from Milwaukee to Grand uh, Muskegon. Muskegon, that's what I was thinking. That one would not make sense. No, but then the there's also one... the one that goes from Ludington to Manitowoc. Yeah. Which um, I was uh, talking with one of the guys I curl with, and for some odd reason they had scheduled a curling match the day after Thanksgiving, which... That's a funny time to schedule curling. Yeah, I know. All of us, when we first saw it, because there's no curling next Friday, we always thought there was a typo, thinking, okay, so maybe he meant that there's curling next Friday, but there's none for the day after Thanksgiving. But no. Nope. The so Ice Arena gave us the day one? after Thanksgiving, which found out that basically nobody is going to be there for that day. Yeah. Is the entire team going to be substitutes? Uh, all of us but one are going to have subs. <laughs> Is it really the same team? <laughs> no, no, it's not. <laughs> we have one guy. We're just basically going to accept that we're going to lose that match. But we'd have wow. no idea who the hell we're playing against because they might have all subs too. And it right, just might it's be gonna, like it's going to be two teams playing in name only. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's like those wedding things where both the parties can have a proxy. <laughs> Do you? Yes. Do you? Yes. Wait, neither of you are who I marry. <laughs> How can you accept on behalf of this other person? <laughs> okay, so, but anyways, yes. So, was there a, a conclusion to this, or were you just commenting about how oh, um, you had a curling game well, the day after Thanksgiving? He was talking about uh, how he was going to be in Wisconsin for Thanksgiving. I'm like, oh, where at? I'm like, like up by Manitowoc and like Madison. And I started naming off all the places in Wisconsin I know. And he's like, are you from Wisconsin or something? All the places that you know. How many places in Wisconsin do you know, Andy? Well, there's Madison, Appleton, Manitowoc, Milwaukee, uh, down in the Dells. Most of the major areas that you put those in there and you just... You can figure out basically. So if you say five cities, yeah, four cities in a location, then you are you you got pretty much all of Wisconsin covered, minus that crazy part up by Minnesota. There's a lot in Wisconsin. Not a lot where people live. No, no, not a lot where people live. Having driven through it multiple times, we both know that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Montana. Montana is the state that allows a double proxy marriage. Goddamn Montana. I'm sorry, I had to look that up. I'm like, I knew there was one state in the U.S. where both Son of a- people could be proxies, and it's Montana. Why? So if you ever want to marry somebody without their, you just got to hoard their signature. I mean, to be there. So what were we talking? Okay, you're taking the ferry. I might take the ferry. By the ferry, you mean the SS Badger, which is the giant coal-powered car ferry that goes from Manitowoc to Ludington. It takes about four-hour trip. With a car, it's about, well, for two people in a car, it's about 150, I think. Yeah. 60, one way. Which would still be cheaper than flying. Might be cheaper than driving. Uh, Probably not probably still be cheaper to drive but then you gotta drive all the way around yeah. the lake uh, you know it's a three-hour drive down to chicago would it be faster to go north no oh god no oh absolutely not where exactly in the north are we i completely forgot where it's at all i remember there's something that has to do with spam i think it's gaylord mm-hmm. i talked to him today yeah we'll figure that out i think it's gaylord if there is such a place as gaylord then that's where it is no there is a place such as gaylord that's where it is okay <laughs> there is such a place as Neverland. Yeah, right on 75. Yep. Yeah, no, you, you don't want to go the northern route. You really don't want to go the northern route. We should probably get back to topics. Actually, Google is suggesting you go the northern route. Oh! Michigan, it's knowledge, what? 40 minutes. Hang on, let's see. If you take the southern route, it's 8 hours and 60 minutes. <laughs> 
It's nine. It's a difference of 20 minutes. It's almost exactly equidistant. But let me put it this way, Andy. If it's a difference of 20 minutes and one way takes you through the upper peninsula, which way should you go? Um, depends. It's during the summer. I'd say take the northern route. It's going to be less traffic. You get to see the Mana... Uh... Not the Manistee National Forest. What is I'd the... have to take the southern route for that. Uh, what? There's a bunch of forests up there. There's the yeah, there's Sault Ste. Marie. There's an Ottawa forest up there, but I think that's more towards the west side of michigan mm-hmm. so welcome to uh great lake geography podcast is there a problem with that <laughs> right not people there might be people who do not care where things are located surrounding the great lakes then they should not be listening to our show <laughs> You figured they would have put this together by now, Andy. Well, maybe they want to hear about how Steam got hacked. No one wants to hear how you hack Steam. I didn't hack Steam. You didn't hack Steam? No. You've never done, like, a Steam Engine thing? What? Never mind. Steam! Valve's software distribution system slash networking management system slash... Really, 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 really fantastic download station. Basically the hub of PC gaming. It was hacked. Yeah. The forums, more specifically, were hacked. But they do have to say that they noticed it it was hacked because of the forums, but then they also noticed that the intruders obtained access to a Steam database in addition to the forums that contain the following items, username, hashed and salted passwords... I hear that's good on toast. Game purchases, email addresses, billing addresses, encrypted credit card information. Is it, so instead of a corned beef hash, it's a password hash? Yeah, hashed and salted passwords. I don't know what happened to those passwords, but that sounds delicious. I haven't had corned beef hash in forever. <laughs> okay. Mm, corned beef hash. Mm-hmm. Uh, they which, are not sure whether their encryption has been broken. No. Which is to say, the hackers may have those passwords and credit card numbers, but, but it's they all might not be able to use them. Yeah. They do have to say, they did say, because this actually came out to everybody as soon as you started up Steam after this happened. Mm-hmm. You got a nice big pop-up message, which was a message from Gabe. So I didn't get a message from Gabe. Closed down Steam and then opened it up again. I did. Oh. Many times. Huh. I, at least I remember seeing a message from Gabe Newell. It's a big pop-up. It was like, it was like top to bottom screen pop-up. Huh, okay. It, ba- it basically just listed the message that's listed in the link that we have, saying, hey, this is what happened. This is bad and it happened. We're sorry. So, so what do you think the long-term consequence? of this will be i don't know i I just valve is not if you think about sony and their issue with getting hacked yeah granted their network went down because of it for weeks yes but there was a huge public backlash i mean that made national news so what do you think is going to happen do you think anyone's going to pay attention to steam probably not because pc gaming it is the hub of pc gaming but is pc gaming so far gone that people just won't care i think the pc people care but i think valve did not drop the ball as bad as sony did first off valve came right out and said this This, like this happened change your passwords this it happened on the evening of sunday november 6th we'll say it happened on november 7th and the email I got from Valve about this, since I'm on Valve's mailing list, press mailing list. Let me see when that email happened. Probably the 7th. I am from Game on the 10th. So the email went out to all the press on November 10th. So happened on the 6th slash 7th. And then by Thursday, they had their response already set up and sent out. That's three days, four days? Yep, that's three a, and a half. That's an, yeah, three and a half. We'll split the difference. That's not bad. That's, hey, we got hacked. This is what you should do. You should keep your eye on your stuff. We don't think anything serious, but still pay attention. I find it funny, though, because um, I wasn't able to play on Xbox. I switched or, to playing games on Steam. Yeah, they're I, just following you, Andy. I know, which is why, after this happened, I started to read a physical book. <laughs> 
<laughs> like, good luck hacking this. This has no internet connection. <laughs> Do me a favor, Andy. Bring that book with you to Second Thanksgiving. Uh, I, on a completely unrelated topic, I just want to take a look at the book for a sec. Why? Just to see something. It's not actually my book. Oh. We are borrowing it from some friends over here. Well, then, crap. <laughs> Bring it anyways. Um, once I'm done reading it, I'm going to return it to him, because it's been almost a year that we've borrowed this book. <laughs> slow read much well i was going to read it and then i got distracted by magazines and other things and then kate read it and then when she was done she's like you need to read this ah and now i'm starting to read it because hey wait a minute i told you that there's a book you need to read have you read that yet i actually have this book the other one's at the library i checked that for you i even made sure that there was a copy at that library I'm like hey andy there's the copy at this library yes but i have to go to the library which is nowhere near anything else i have to do so it would have to be a dedicated travel to the library to do it. I also think I still have some overdue books that I haven't paid the fines for. So, so you are avoiding the library. <laughs> yes. Also lame. That I ha- I still haven't paid my fines or that I haven't gone to the library or that <laughs> I had overdue books. That you stay away from the library. Go pay your overdue fines. Make that the point of the trip and then just pick up the book on the side. <laughs> But then it's a Do whole the other, right thing. But then it's a whole other trip to return the books. If it was on if, my way to anything. If only there were some means where you could borrow books from the library over the internet and have it downloaded. Or, you know, in fact, if someone could read the book to you and they recorded that and they put them all on a website... <laughs> And then that website gave away free books every so often just for signing up for a trial. I don't know. I think maybe I'd call that site. Maybe listening.com. No, no, even better. Audible. <laughs> Audible.com. That would be great. You know, Dave, if we really wanted to promote Audible, we would sign up for their uh, affiliates program and then get paid. I'm okay doing it just without getting paid. I abuse their free book service. <laughs> well, now so we're never okay. going to get it. <laughs> So speaking of free stuff, Ooh, free stuff. Um, where is that list? Oh yeah, EverQuest Two, the uh, Granddaddy uh, MMO. Well, not the Grand. Well, I don't know. Would it be the Daddy well, MMO. I mean, EverQuest is arguably one of the like the Granddaddies. So I, I think that's what you're going with, right? Yeah, EverQuest Two would be son the of EverQuest, cousin, cousin of the MMO. I mean, it is an MMO. Yeah, it's one of the original ones that you think of. You think of like Ultima. You think of EverQuest. Now you think of WoW. But um, EverQuest 2 is now going to an entirely free-to-play model, and it's going to happen early next month. Good for them. Which is along the lines of one of our other topics, the fact that free-to-play MMOs... Now outnumber pay-to-play? No, what? No. Free-to-play MMOs... Sorry, I have the wrong link under my article. Well I accidentally done. posted the same one twice. Very well done, Andy. So I'll have to fix that at the moment. But free-to-play MMOs account for half, half of the money spent on MMOs in the United States. Wait, free-to-play account for half the money that goes to MMOs? Yes. How does that work? The amount of money spent on free-to-play MMOs. Like, like in development or in no, I no. play it and send the money to play for free? Yes. 
the free-to-play MMOs, the ones that are free-to-play, but you, the amount of money, like, what was the joke with Penny Arcade? Uh, the guy spent $15,000 on League of Legends, even though it's a yeah. free-to-play? It's free. so free. I've spent $7,000 on LOL. Yeah. It accounts for half of the money spent on MMOs. That's, granted, but the other ones, like... Does that, wait, wait, wait. Does that include subscription fees for the other ones? I do believe so. I can't. I need to get the article again. I'm now quickly going through my browser history trying to find it. What are you, Andy? Jeez, come on. Well, I'm trying to talk about it and find it at the same time. There we go. Okay, the article says, This year in the U.S., Americans are spending 24% more on free-to-play MMO games than in 2010, totaling $1.2 billion, or 47% of all MMO spending. Wow. So like I said, half. Well, almost half. 47%. But basically, round that up, you got half. Of all the money spent on MMOs. Who was the first one to go free-to-play? Was that D&D Online? I think so. But it, there were other free-to-play ones, but they were just small ones. And I think it was either D&D or Lord of the Rings were the two big ones that said, okay, we're going to do this. I think D&D was the first one, and then Lord of the Rings followed suit pretty quickly. Well, that's impressive. I yeah, mean, $1.2 Wow. It's more impressive is that people pay that much to play games. Wow, that's sad. Of course, I say this as I have just dropped how much, like, I think $200 for two, two one-year packages of WoW. <laughs> two. One for me. Ah, and one for your other. One for Laura. Gotcha. But at least I get two copies of Diablo 3. So speaking of WoW, yeah. um, it's been actually on a little bit of a decline. Yeah. Over well, remember, the last... Remember what we said when BlizzCon was going on? No. And we, we posted all the stuff that Blizzard was doing, and we're like, ah, well then. They seem to have jumped the shark a little bit. Blizzard has lost their mind. Jumped the shark, nuked the fridge, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> oh, nuking the fridge. But Blizzard has pretty much lost their mind. Yeah. This is the end result of that. Over the past three months, their subscription has dropped down to 10.3 million subscribers. They are hemorrhaging people. Which means they have lost 800,000 subscribers in three months. When they started out this year, 11.4 million. Now they're down to 10.3. So that's yep. almost a million so far this year. Yep. Hemorrhaging people. Granted, they still have 10.3 million subscribers. Paying $15 a month. Yep. But, I mean, that's a lot fewer than the 12 million they had a year and a half half ago. Now, to put a caveat to this, most of these declines are coming from the eastern markets. So we're talking about the Asian markets. Mm, they're all switching to League of Legends. I'm dead serious. I mean, it, it's pretty big in China. Or so I've heard. Is it big in Germany, like David Hasselhoff? Uh, their tournament was in Germany, I believe. Oh. Or in the Netherlands, maybe? Somewhere in that area? I don't remember. I'm a terrible person. Well, you can know one thing for sure. What do I know for sure? I know that zero is the cardinality of the empty set. No, no, I'm sorry. I, I, I believe that. I know that the empty set exists. I was going to say one is the loneliest number. but No, it, it isn't. It isn't? What is a number that is more lonely than one? I don't know, but I'm sure that one cannot be the loneliest number. It's the identity. It gets used everywhere. What about two? It could be as bad as one. Two is the first prime. This is going right over your head, isn't it? No, I understand it. Okay. <laughs> 
Because I'm thinking, like, well, he may or may not get it. I'm not exactly sure. <laughs> I, I'm pretty out of touch with reality. I'm not that far out. So, Dave, do you still have your uh, first-generation iPod Nano? I don't. I'm so ticked. I know. I'm ticked about this as well, because mine most likely failed for the exact reason yeah, that is in here. Yeah, almost exploded, didn't it? Yeah. It basically, when I took it apart, I realized what the problem was, because there was a black spot on my screen. I thought there was a problem with the LCD. No. One of the microchips looks like it had melted through the screen. Yeah. Most likely caused by an overheating issue, which Apple is now finally getting around to. So, this is what, I, what I'm what i kind of amused at. They're actually doing the right thing. Yes. They're saying, hey, we, we had a problem. If you've still got it, mail it back to us, and we will send you a replacement. This is the first gen nano. The devices that were sold were sold between September 2005 and December 2006. Five years ago. If they get more than six, I will be impressed. Because what happens, like with me, okay, Apple, my iPod no, failed. It's not even that. Apple products don't last two years. Everybody's always upgrading to the next version of this and the next version of that with the iPods. They expect people to still hang on to their nanos from five Five years ago? Apple even stopped selling the first generation Nano five years ago. You can How are you... Okay, so what happens if you get a replacement? Are you going to get a replacement of a refurbished first generation Nano? Oh, if, I expect they'll give you like a fourth or fifth gen. But... <laughs> I have to go and figure out where the hell mine is, though, because I swear I kept it. Five years. I know. Five years ago. And what's worse is they knew this was a problem. Yeah. The issue I remember... Dates I remember things coming up in the news... Five years ago. The issue actually dates back to 2008 when Japan's trade ministry announced that the devices had caused three fires and minor burns. In July 2009, Apple agreed to recall its first-generation nanos in South Korea and then expanded that to include Japan in August 2010. And now, now, now they are finally saying, like, hey, by the way, if you're using this, it might actually be dangerous. If you're still using this, five the years. The battery in that thing wouldn't even work at this point. Well, it didn't hold a charge that well. No, it didn't. Five years. Is Apple doing the right thing? Yes. Are they doing the right thing way too late? Oh, God, yes. <laughs> Should they have taken care of this three and a half years ago with the same deal? Yeah. Because I just find it ridiculous that it took them five years. No, well, not even that. Just three years to go from recalling in South Korea to recalling in the United States. Yeah. If they knew it was an issue three years ago. They knew it was an issue five years ago. <sighs> they knew it was an issue right after they had finished production. So I'm thinking there it's at my parents' house. I, I swear I think it's at my parents' house. So I can oh, probably God, find it. At, well, it's in my room. There's a couple of places it could be in my room. Okay. I think I took mine apart. I took mine apart, too. <laughs> like, just to see what it was. What was mine, going. mine was, it wouldn't work. So I had to take it apart just to see how everything was set up. In fact, I think I put a custom ROM on mine. Well, you also have to double check. There are, they do go by the serial number on it. So if you do find it, you have to go through the website and go through the serial number. So it may or may not be legitimate. Right. Because it's got to be the one of the ones produced within a certain time. Yes. Yeah, I, you know what? I'm not even going to bother. But Nope, not going to bother. Two Apple not battery problems within two weeks. What was the... Oh, yeah, the... 
the iPhone, phone, the 4S, which they have a patch out now. It's supposed to take care of it. So speaking of <laughs> Apple, Flash yeah. and HTML5. Steve Jobs was right. Just about three years too soon. Yeah. Can't believe this. Adobe has actually said that they are stopping development of Flash, but the caveat is only for the mobile platform. Right. There will still be Flash on your computer. Yeah. Which is good because, because there's some like, really awesome Flash games out there. Yeah. It's 99% of all PCs have like Flash on it. Yeah. Something ridiculous. But fact, Adobe said, hey, Flash really, on your phone is gone. There's a really awesome Flash game that you, you should try. It's called uh, Missile Breakout Vaders. It's a great game that you should try. It's called, um, well, it's one of three games. It's this game or that game or... Um, no, it's Missile Breakout Vaders. I was trying to make a Rick Perry joke. Okay. You saw the Rick Perry fiasco, didn't you? I did not. I, I really haven't been watching Rick Perry. Oh my god. What? Just when you have a chance, just Google the Rick Perry thing. It's 53 seconds long. Why would I want to watch Rick Perry? Because you can watch him literally implode in front of your eyes. His presidential candidate should... Campaign. Campaign. Why would I want to watch Rick Perry? <laughs> the Daily Show was just having a field day with it. I'm sure they are. Oh. Why would I want to watch Rick Perry? <laughs> He makes a fool out of himself again. Yeah. <sighs> again, though, why? Because <laughs> it's funny. Okay. I'll take your word for it. I'm You're not, not actually going to watch, watch it, are you? No, I'm not. <laughs> why would I? I don't want to watch Rick Perry. You read uh, Ready Player One. Uh, <laughs> I'm you having, can't even uh, think of anything, can you? No, I'm having a really tough time with names today. You read Ready Player One. I'll watch Rick Perry. <laughs> By the time I finish that book, it's not going to be funny anymore. Probably not. So what is this 25, 20, 27? 27 types of gamers. We could take the time and read through the entire list. I think that would be a bad idea. But just, someone, I'll just go over these seven titles, okay? The, the hater. Titles, there, the, there are more than, oh, the 27 titles. Yeah. The, the hater, hater, the jock, the loner, the true nerd, the politician, the snob, the rebounder, the collector, the whiner, the cheater, the wizard, the competitor, the clown, the sloth, the liar, the imp importer, exporter, the non-game gamer, the casual gamer, the the giver, the leech, the enhancer, the enabler, the sir not appearing in this gamer, the retro gamer, the envied gamer, the elitist, and the yearner. That is a huge freaking article. Yeah, well, because it's 27 different things. But still, like, you think about that, in a magazine, that would be a normal article, but online, you're looking at it, and it's just, how many pages downs big. is it? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. The best part is it's actually just uh, from a viewer. Really? Yeah, it's a commenter. Hmm. It's a featured commenter. So this is something I'm going to have to sit down and read. Yeah. I was going to think of maybe we could sit down and try and come up with anything that's missing from the list, but it's a pretty comprehensive list. It's something I'd have to read and study first and then get back to you next week. Okay. So, Andy, what I need you to do, <laughs> take some time tomorrow or today, sit down with the list, go through, and see if there's anything missing. Okay. And we'll get back to it. Are you going to do that at all? No. <laughs> I have second Thanksgiving and pre-Thanksgiving to plan. You can't even take 53 seconds to watch a Rick Perry video. I, did you not just hear what I said? It's 53 seconds. Two different Thanksgivings that so? are 600 miles apart. Wait, what do you mean 600? Are you doing uh, just one by yourself? Uh, not by myself. That would be stupid. I'm doing pre-Thanksgiving okay. with everyone that I've met out here. Ah. So there is pre-Thanksgiving at wherever you move to, Thanksgiving with your family, and second Thanksgiving with all your friends from back home. So you've turned the one day into basically a week-long holiday? Yes. 
Do you have a problem with this? No, I'm just thinking the amount of food you're going to be eating. Oh God, I'm going to go. Th- I'm going to have uh, somewhere between thirty and forty pounds of turkey in a week. Thankfully, I won't be eating at all, no. but I will be preparing between thirty and forty pounds of turkey in a week. That's a lot of turkey. That is an incredible amount of turkey. Turkey. I turkey, like big Thanksgivings. Turkey. turkey oh, and two hams, and what else? Lots of potatoes. Didn't Adam Sandler do a turkey song? Yeah. Okay. Well, because he did the, the Hanukkah song, and then he did the new Hanukkah song, and then at a live performance, he asked the crowd what kind of holiday they wanted. A Thanksgiving Someone song. Out Thanksgiving, so he did a Thanksgiving song. <laughs> I love you, Adam. Oh, I love you. Yeah, I love you, too. It's a pretty funny guy. <laughs> Clapping's messing up my head. I appreciate it, but I was trying to think of the next line, and all I hear is clapping. <laughs> Andy, Sorry. snap out of it. Come on. What else do we have? Um, Zynga. Yes. Farmville. Mafia Wars. Cityville. Frontierville. Zynga. I don't know what else. Oh, I win. No, you don't. <laughs> In fact, I think by that you lose. But anyways, uh, Zynga did something that a lot of startup companies, especially tech companies do. Okay. Which is they offered stock to their employees. Yeah, that's how most of the people at Google made all their money. Yeah, well, Zynga asked for some of it back. <laughs> Well, then, you know, that stock that we gave you and promised for coming to work for us. Yeah, we want it back. Give it. Oh, you don't want to give it? Well, then maybe you won't be working here anymore. Now, they, they've they given reasons for this. Uh, one kind of rumored reason is that they don't want the Google chef situation. I thought it was a masseuse that made $20 million off of the Google stock. It, you know what it was, Andy? It doesn't matter. It was a non-programmer. <laughs> yeah, it was a non-programmed person working for Google that just made millions on stock. Right. So, you know, they, they got kind of the same thing. By the way, which would you rather have? Stock? Stock or stock appreciation rights? Mm, I'm not sure. Because the downside of stock is if the company does poorly, so do you. Yeah. The upside of stock is you actually have something in the company. Food for thought. Okay, so yeah, it was the Google masseuse started out earning $450 a week working as a masseuse part-time at Google when they first started out. And now she's worth multi-million dollars. Got stock and is doing very, very well. It's estimated that 1,000 employees at Google have accrued fortunes worth at least $5 apiece. Goddamn, I should have gotten it on that. Oh, well, well. Everybody wanted to get on that IPO as soon as it started. Yeah. That was, that was like impossible to get into that IPO unless you knew somebody. Yep. Well, maybe I have uh, a goal for when I'm done with where I'm at. That's not going to be for years and years, so it doesn't matter. Google start might not even IPO? exist. No. <laughs> yes, start an IPO. No, work at Google, damn it. Oh. Well, now we'll it's not happens. as... Th- those people were probably all the people who were in on the ground floor. Now, yeah. Google stock is basically just plateaued, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, at like $800, but yes. Goog. Oh, it's at 608 Oh, wow. Might be time to buy. Let's see. Low Once is again, 598 Once again, like neither Andy nor myself are trained in any way uh, in, in predicting the stock market or in financial advice. Yeah, it's 52-week has gone from 473 to 642 They have a split or something earlier this week? Couldn't tell you. Because there was a sudden jump on Friday. Oh, it's probably off-market off trading. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, 52-week, 473 to 642 Okay. So, yeah, it's all those people who got in at the very beginning when it was, what, $100 a share, $200 a share? And then it shot up to like 400 
How's Apple stock doing while you're on that page? Uh, I'm not on that page anymore. Oh, well, then don't worry about looking it up. Oh, I've already hit AAPL. It's 384. I have no idea how to reference that. Uh, 52 week was 297 to 426. So it's been down since November, okay. start of November. Hmm. Excuse me. You can tell exactly when Steve Jobs died by looking at the amount of volatility in the market, or the volume. Volume of Apple volatility. stock. Volatility. Yeah, volume of stock trading. Did it skyrocket? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Android and mobile games. Okay. Since we are, you know, talking with games and the mobile idea of and of Apple, et cetera, et cetera. Wow, when did that happen? What? When did I officially associate in my mind Apple and mobile? <laughs> Oh, that's bad. That's bad. Okay. Anyways, uh, Android and iOS have done a very good job of selling games. Tiny games. Yeah. Right? Like Uncle Slam. Yeah. Or Angry Birds. Yes. In two years, they've gone from something like 20% of the portable game market to almost 60%. 2009, Nintendo was at 70%. Now, in 2011, Android and iOS are at 60%. So it's been basically a swing. Yeah. Apple and Android have destroyed Nintendo and Sony. I think part of the problem though was the 3DS was so underwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. Especially Nintendo when Nintendo really said, hey, um, you shouldn't let your kids play the game for more than, you know, 30 minutes or something like that. <laughs> Don't sit and stare at the screen. It's just not good. Don't do it. But I think there are some games that I would like to play that were handheld based, like the Professor uh, Lawton series. Layton, yeah. Yeah, Professor Layton, um, not Ace Ventura, that's the pet detective. <laughs> Phoenix Wright. Phoenix Wright. Ace Attorney. Ace, that's that's where the ace came in, and I was thinking yes. something. And Phoenix Wright. Phoenix Wright. Yeah, those two were things I'd want to play that were mobile only. Yeah, those were actually really good games. I know. I have Phoenix Wright if you'd like to borrow it. But I would have to get a DS then. You could probably borrow Bry's DS. <laughs> See, not using it ever? No. <laughs> I'm using mine. I've clocked like 35 hours in Pokemon. Oh, I can't believe you're playing Pokemon. What is wrong with Pokemon. Go ahead. It's it's a game version of OCD is what it is. No, that's only if you truly do decide to catch them all. That's not a requirement to beat the game. And I'd like to point out that I'm talking to a man who spent how many hours running through the streets of the Middle East looking for flags? Oh. All right, strike one. Try again. <laughs> Stupid Assassin's Creed. Um, I could at least do something with the flags that I caught. <laughs> well, I just like how now you actually cannot get them all unless you cheat. What do you mean you can't get them all unless you cheat? According, well, some of the... Uh, First of all, you're talking about the flags, right? No, no. I'm talking about oh, Pokemon. Okay. Now, the way the games are set up, you cannot get them all unless you cheat because there were some that were released only as things where you had to actually be at a physical place to get oh, it. Oh, yeah, but those don't count. Hey, if you want to get them all, you want to get them all. No, those don't count. I'm perfectly okay saying that those don't count. Special events are special events. But, okay, so I've thought of two games that I'd want to play that are not on Android or iOS. I think that's it. Phoenix Wright of... and Professor Layton? Yeah. It's really two series, actually, because well, yeah. they, they have multiple games each. But those two series are the only thing that I want mm. to play. What about, like, if Sony were to release Spawn, though, that, that wouldn't work? Um, huh. Non-Android games that you would want to play. Yes. Did you ever play Chrono Trigger? No. Chrono Cross? No. Hmm. Oh, here's a completely random question, but how would you describe Mass Effect to somebody? Somebody said that I've it was a cross it. between um, Final Fantasy and Star Wars for Mass Effect. I've never played it. You've never... 
And the only reason that I, I think that they would cross it to Star Wars is because it's Bioware, who also did Knights of the Old Republic. I think that's the Star Wars reference they were talking about. I don't know where they're getting Final Fantasy from. I, maybe the RPG aspect of it? I don't know. Yeah, but I've never played it, so I couldn't tell you. Okay, here are uh, Mario Kart DS, Yoshi's Island DS, Nintendogs. Hey, Nintendogs was a cute game. I had an awesome puppy. Uh, Mario and Luigi, Bowser's Inside Story, The World Ends With You, Ooh. Legends of Zelda, Ooh. New no, Super no, no. Mario go back, Brothers. Go back to Twooey. Go back the to wor- what? The World Ends With You. T-W-E-W-Y. Twooey. Okay. First off, yeah. that inspired the Buttoneers. Ah. Second off, that was actually a really clever use of the two screens and multiple styles of control. The mechanics of that game are fantastic. Third off, that was a fun game. Shut up. Well, no, I'm not saying anything against it. I'm just thinking of things that I... Are were only DS. Ah, okay. Yeah, you want to play Twooey. Well, Christmas is coming up, and you can probably find a DSIXL cheap. Yeah, but I already have a gift for you now. I actually have the world. No, I don't have the world ends with you. Ah. Never mind. Not anymore. So scientists have turned rice into blood? Well, scientists have made rice that produces the same proteins as blood. It's kind of disturbing and disgusting and, you know, kind of what the fuck? (laughs) Normally the phrase giant blood fields would be an ominous and horrible one. Yeah. But you put human genes inside rice DNA and you can grow rice that yields blood. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, granted, that'd be great for countries that have a giant HIV outbreak and uh, other bloodborne stuff where you could just have them go, okay, grow this. It's clean blood. Well, you, you uh, it's not quite about worrying about a country that has an outbreak. It's more, if this is blood from rice, it's not going to have HIV. How would it get infected? It's not actually blood. Hmm. But yeah, this, a little weird. Yeah, a little cool. Still a little Ooh. weird and disturbing. Oh, something that we didn't post along the lines of blood and medicine. What? Walmart. Uh-oh. Have you what? heard about this? No. Walmart has has publicly declared they would like to be the largest provider of health care in the country. And by that, I believe they mean health insurance, not actually health care. No, no. Uh, it's exploring ways to expand kinds of health care services it offers at dozens of stores around the country. Yeah. Walmart. Have a cold? Go to the Walmart. Broke your leg? Go to Walmart. Arkansas retail giant is looking to participate with outside healthcare companies to treat and manage a range of serious medical conditions, including HIV, diabetes, arthritis, and clinical depression at 140 stores nationwide. That's, I don't know. Normally when you go to Walmart, you go to Walmart for something that's cheap. I don't go to Walmart. (laughs) Granted, Walmart's actually a decent place to go for tires and batteries for your car. You know where else is a good place to go for tires and batteries for your car? Where? Any auto store. (laughs) Well, no, because their prices are cheap and they basically will accept the old ones back no questions asked if there's some sort of problem like I was having a problem with the alternator on my car and the guy had gotten the battery at Walmart even though it was a problem with the alternator not the battery I still hadn't had a chance to replace the alternator yet so it was basically just draining the battery until it would no longer work and then I just took it to Walmart they did their little test and replaced it with a brand new battery which then I ran that one down <laughs> and then I fixed the alternator and then I went back got it tested out and then the third one is still in my car I built the first castle. It fell down, <laughs> burned down, fell over, then sank into the swamp. <laughs> but Walmart just gave me another battery for free. Yes. I had to let them do their test to it to say because that, yes, the Walmart. battery is bad. They're evil. Sometimes evil can work to your favor. Yes, that makes you evil. <laughs> It makes me a cheapskate is what it does. Granted, I mean, you know, it's not the first time we've abused Walmart's return policies. <laughs> yeah. 
which is funny is because we were not the first ones to do that because it was With missing that a specific PlayStation. Yeah, it was missing the Blu-ray disc that came in the box, Oops. which I didn't think about at the time until the guy goes, where's the Blu-ray disc? It never came with a Blu-ray disc. Was it supposed to? Yeah. Well, then somebody before me took it out. And then returned it. Yep. There's that one. Let's see. There's the best buys where people have returned computer cases filled with stones. <laughs> Those and newspaper. Those are great. Was at uh, Target. I mean, I was working at Target at the time. Somebody went and bought a king-size duvet cover. Then went to Joanne Fabrics and cut basically a yard of the fabric that looked like it. Mm-hmm. Put it in the bag and returned that. Wow. Yeah. And you guys caught them, I assume? I'm not exactly sure. And you're like, this is not what we sold? I was not working customer service at Target. I was only working that at Best Buy. Ah. And that was Where did only you for work like, at Target? Um, that was... Like what department? I was company space, so I was doing inventory, restocking during the day. Okay. Kind of like a keep on top of this. Things are selling out faster than we expected. Ah. Which was so annoying because there were originally two of us working and then the management cut us down to one and there was no way one person could do it and so they were always hounding me to work faster but I'm like I can't. <laughs> I'm doing the best that I can. I'm literally trying to do two people's jobs yep. by myself. Clearly you should be able to do that. I know. I mean, come on. So um, Cyberdyne has got a HAL? Yeah, and we've, I believe we've actually brought that up before, that there is a company called Cyberdyne and that they've now produced a device called HAL. <laughs> Somebody stop this company before they decide to kill us all. But this is actually a good thing. This is like to help people to walk. Yeah, well, so it's a company called Cyberdyne developing a power suit called HAL, which looks vaguely similar to the suit in Aliens. <laughs> Like, really, did they just take a dartboard and say, like, okay, all the sci-fi movies up here, we are going to call ourselves something from Terminator, we will make a product from 2001, and it will look like something in Aliens. There we go. <laughs> Let's get to it, boy. And our next thing, we're making hoverboard from Back to the Future. Okay. Woohoo! Like, what else can they call this thing? The Xenomorph. <laughs> Like, I'm, I'm surprised they don't have something called Skynet. Oh. MCP. That's funny. Oh, MCP. End All right, of to, line. to finish up, before we hit the uh, random okay. review and random go, topic, go, go. Um, seven ultimate gamer challenges. Uh-oh. Okay, let me just go through the list here. Reaching the kill screen on Pac-Man, or Dig Dug, or Donkey Kong. I'd say getting any of those kill, get to the kill screen in any of those games. Damn. Yeah. You just spent a whole lot you, of quarters. You used to play a perfect game. Yeah. Um, getting to 100% on Through the Fire and Flames in Guitar Hero 3. Just on getting expert. 100% on Through the Fire and Flames is hard, but doing it on Expert? Is all, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. I watched a 10-minute video and could not believe the guy actually was able to do it. Um, getting one of the achievements in Gears of War 3, which starts yeah. out... I saw this achievement. I, I read an article about everything that you have to do. It's ridiculous. For one achievement. How many points is this achievement? Probably 100. <laughs> it's friggin' ridiculous. Um, multi-billion point combo in a Tony Hawk game. Guy was playing it for nine minutes straight in order to get two billion points from his massive string of combos. I didn't know you could do that. I didn't know you could do it either. I thought there was a time limit, but I guess in this version, there's no time limit, and it took over nine minutes to complete. Let's just say, like, through the fire and flames, that's, what, seven minutes long? Yeah, something so like that. You have to be perfect for nine minutes straight. Yeah, well, Andy, for some of this other stuff, I know it takes even longer. Earn the Killionaire medal in Halo 3, which takes out ten appointments in 36 seconds. And you have to do the last two very close to each other. Yeah, with four seconds between number nine and number ten. Yeah. Now, that one is actually not 
terribly difficult. You just got to get everybody to stand around a good one grenade. Yeah, you just have to get a bunch of friends together. <laughs> All right, everybody, look at this. What is this? Oh, it's a plasma grenade. Boom. Boom. <laughs> Killionaire. In fact, in Halo, I think it was Halo Reach, it's even easier to get that medal because you have a satellite bombardment weapon. <laughs> ah. Um, uh, battle to, oh God. Oh yeah, battle toads. So, this should have actually been, now that I think about it, something I put on the hour games. <laughs> Because that second or third world in Battletoads, where you're on the hover car... Oh, God. Yeah, I played that one level for hours upon hours, trying to get past it. You have to time every jump perfectly. It's like Mario, but your controller's broken, and the right arrow is always held down. And then the last one's here. Six minutes... No, 15 minutes with six stars in GTA 4. I think I've gotten close to that. 15 minutes? That When you when you reach five, it's the helicopter's replaced with the helicopter gunship. Yeah. And it's just... God keeping it for 15 minutes because you got everybody you got the army basically against you yeah that one doesn't seem as hard to me it's no uh, you just have to be aware of the terrain use it to your advantage and i mean it's like kiting you yeah. played a hunter in wow you remember doing that god that was that was a freaking hard thing to do is those hunter only quests yeah where you have yeah, to basically. kite things around yeah well that's all this is is you're just kiting around the entire police force <laughs> You turn around every so often, you shoot at one of them so that your rating doesn't go down. What would be really impressive is if you do that on foot. (laughs) I saw a picture of somebody in GTA 4 where um, he sold the the armored tank like Mm -hmm. thing, and he was over by the airport, and so the guy driving it was trying to pursue you. So he jumped on the little luggage carrier thing and was chasing the Nico in the giant armored tank in a little luggage trolley. That's awesome. Uh, really, one of my favorite things to do on GTA 4, and it makes me a terrible person, would be to hijack someone's car, just start driving around, see a bunch of policemen, and just drop a grenade out the window. <laughs> and just keep driving. Because by the time it goes off, they can't catch you. You're nowhere near there. I oh, can't wait for the next GTA game. Which is set in... I'm sorry, where where did that end yes, up? Yes, I know. San Andreas, blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm sorry, where? San Andreas, blah, blah, blah. Andy. Oh, come on. You. I, by the time I said it, I just didn't th- it was a long shot but still LA? how fun would that be in DC? la la how fun would that be to play gta 4 in dc it well gta 4 in dc not very fun well okay but yes the next gta in dc would be a lot of fun there's always gta 6 you could go to rockstar and be like hey guys i want to start planning gta 6 with you and i think it should be in dc because there's so much political corruption and hookers and everything. I mean, for yep. goodness sakes, the mayor of D.C. got caught in a hotel room with Hooker and Blow. Yep. And he got reelected. Yep. <sighs> okay, so have you done any of these, Andy? No. Okay. Not even close. Not, uh, yeah, I, that kill screen's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. That one, you'd actually have to basically like get your own arcade cabinet no. to practice. A couple people have done it. I know, but I bet you all of them own their own arcade cabinet to practice on. I doubt it. You doubt that the people who have actually gotten to the kill screen in pac-man do not own their own version of pac-man well they might i have no idea we need to come up with our own list some of these are are, yes very hard but there's got to be other things that they're missing well if any of our listeners can think of anything please send it in send us an email send us a tweet at ra podcast did you set up the mail at rapodcast.com yet uh no Okay. Hey, I fixed the thing on the site, remember? <laughs> the one thing that moved the... <laughs> you said what one thing, that was your one thing. It's like Spider-Man, everyone gets one. 
I feel like I was on a desert island with a genie and just wished for women, a car, and some M&Ms. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> sure thing. You 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 don't want to get off the island? No. Okay. So, um, random review. What are we reviewing? It's the book. It's not really random, but well, it's random to the people who are listening. Okay. Yes, but no, it's a surprise. There's a difference. A book. Yes. What book? A physical book. A phys- The physical book. The book that I am borrowing. The one that you wanted to um, see after second yes, Thanksgiving. Yes, I just want to look at it. It's been so long since I've actually held a physical book. Well, you can't hold this book. Okay. Because it's not my book. Okay. But the name of the book is His Majesty's Dragon. Or if there's anybody over in the UK or the EU who are listening, it also goes by Termier. T-E-R-M-E-R-A-I-R-E. I I don't know why. It's one of those things where they call it different names in different places. Okay. But it's an alternative history book. That takes place during the Napoleonic Wars, which, for those who don't know, that's, we're talking like... Late 1700s. Well, French Revolution was 1789, 1790, somewhere right around there. Yeah. Napoleonic Wars go all the way up to about, what, 1820? So we're talking well, late... 1812 overture, right? Napoleon in yeah. Moscow. And so then he had to get all his sorry butts back. Right. So anyways... It's um, an alternate history with dragons? Yes. Dragons are part of the society in so much that they're actually used as um, aerial combat units. Huh. And the, what, the specific one in here is actually a Navy captain who's in charge of a Navy fleet. So you're thinking like the captains from uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, that sort of thing. Right. Who gets pulled out of the Navy and gets put into the aerial combat units called the aerial corps. Core. Core. Sorry. Yeah, corpse core. And so it's Napoleonic era, but with dragons. Interesting. It's... I actually also read... It wasn't an actual book. It was an electronic book. But it was a book. It is a book. You can buy it in book form. Uh, a different dragon story. Ah. But I'm sorry. I, I interrupted your review. But um, this book... The author of the book actually worked on Neverwinter Nights. And afterwards, she came back. She said, you know, I'd rather not. Because she's a computer programmer who then decided to start writing. Wrote this book. And it was one of the finalists for the Hugo Awards the year it came out. Ooh. So we're talking like almost became quote unquote best book of the year for sci-fi. Yeah, was it's the Hugo, the Nebula? I don't oh, remember the other. I, I don't remember the other ones either. I know those are the two big ones though. Yeah. So not okay. only is this book out, it's not that long. It's only about three hundred some odd pages. So, um, but it's one of seven. Um, six have been printed. She's working on the seventh right now. Will the seventh be the final? Um, I don't know. She's gotten six so far out of this. And um, the dragons are quite sentient in this book as well. Okay. So the dragons are actually talk back and have their right. own thoughts and everything. But in my head, I keep on picturing the the because um, the, the main dragon is black. So I keep on picturing Nightwing from How to Train Your Dragon. Aww. When it first starts out. Now, later, the guy's huge. He's as big as basically the ship the guy originally was stationed on. Right. But when he starts out, I picture in my head Nightwing as the dragon. And so some of the things that he's doing are quite humorous because in my head, I'm picturing Nightwing doing these things. But yeah, it's got. It's, it, I like it. Okay. I want to read more well, of it. I, if you like it, uh, there is another sci-fi series written by Timothy Zahn, of all people, which is the Dragonback series. Okay. Uh, if you recall, Timothy Zahn is the guy who did the original good Star Wars books. Yes. So the first one is called Dragon and Thief, and it just goes on from there. It's, I think, six books. They're all really pretty short. Like I, I recommend it to my dad, and I said, it will take you a day. And he went and bought it on the Kindle 
Kindle, and it took him a night to read the book. Oh, the Kindle version of this book, six ninety nine. Mm-hmm. You can get the paperback version for seven ninety nine. Just the first book. You can get the other ones if you like it. But I enjoy it. I want to read more of it. I'm almost done. Well, I will have to check it out. So that is my review. Okay. So random topic. I didn't actually Uh-oh. tell Dave what the random topic was. Oh shit! That's right. We have one of those. <laughs> random topic rolled ahead of time. Is video game a positive end hobby? I was discussing this actually because my boss, um, she is currently in the middle of. Dead space can't wait for gta to come out Mm -hmm. and we were discussing this when the gta trailer came out and somebody else came into the office because people do that it's the hr office people need things and they said why are you guys wasting your time with video games and why don't you do something more productive so it's kind of a video game a positive end hobby and he was bringing up things like knitting and woodworking and i brought up automotive restoration so video games i mean something where you have a tangible object when you're done that you can use for something else well but by that definition Definition, by that logic, reading is not a good hobby. Oh, because there's something not actually physical that you can touch afterwards? Well, you, you are you basically what you're asking is, you know, do you have a production hobby? Because we are going through a process with video games. You are starting out. No, 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 no. There, there's a production with knitting, with woodworking, with any of that. You are producing a product. You are creating something. You are ending with something. Yes. You don't do that with books. You could do it with writing, but you don't do that with a book. You don't do that with music. Unless you're writing music. Again, but that's, you writing. could be a musician, but if your hobby is listening to music, consuming music, I don't know. I'd like to hear what that person would have to say to the question of, is reading a viable hobby? Or do you consider that to be a waste as well? I don't know. Because it seems like, yes, with video games, you're actually doing something positive. But Well, you're you building a, a highly specialized skill set, certainly. <laughs> Although, you know, that skill set can be applied to other things that are creative and productive. Just as reading, you are, you're expanding your vocabulary, you're having critical thinking, you are seeing new things. I don't know, I've felt kind of a little annoyed at this guy when he was bringing this up. Yeah, well, go back to him and say, hey, by the way, you know, with regards to our conversation the other day. <laughs> but I what about reading? the office that much, so I would have to call him up to the office. It seemed weird to call somebody up to the office just to berate them. Yeah. I do that actually enough when they miss their punches because everything For is based HR. on a scheduling system and so when you don't have your swipes in and yep. swipes out it screws everything up yeah but like i mean so this guy's never sat around quote unquote the water cooler and talked about something well, there really isn't a water cooler he, that's why i put it in quotes or does work. he talk about like oh i built this and i did that you know sounded like a jackass because of it i don't know i i think that I, I would disagree with his statement That's, that it's not a good thing to do. Yeah, I, I was curious to see what your thoughts were on the issue, which is why... Yeah, why you didn't tell me. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I'd, I'd come back with the question about the book. That's how I'd respond to it. But then, granted, you have gained something from reading the book. What knowledge? How? I know knowledge is not something no, physical. How? how? What knowledge, Andy? What knowledge did you gain from reading a book about Napoleonic Wars with dragons? Um, there's some discussion about Napoleonic era uh, culture. Okay. Because this guy is from the Navy, which is a very I structured environment. I learn more about Napoleonic Wars from playing Total War Napoleon. Yes, there could be some education and things. Like, I learned about different historical groups from playing Civ. Mm-hmm. Educational, no, I mean, just from the, the units and how they're going to act and you and how you use them with each other. These games are designed by people who are very knowledgeable. But then you have other games like Halo. Yes. 
Which, granted, if you're playing as a team, you can think about some team-based tactics mm-hmm. to use, especially in Halo Reach. Yep, or in any of the modern battle simulations. Yeah. Like how I work up titles. And- <laughs> <laughs> it took me a second, but now I get it. It's like, what? But, yeah, so that's that was our random okay. topic. It wasn't... It, well, I mean, it's certainly something to discuss, and it's certainly something to bring up with, but I, I need to talk to someone who has a firm stance on it. And I can't, I can't really have play. this discussion with you, Andy, because I know I, I'm not that good of a devil's advocate. advocate. Not on this one. No. And you don't know what responses this guy would come up with. No, I don't. So uh, it, it's certainly an interesting thing to think about. But currently, if it were an argument between you and me, I think I just kicked your ass. But that's because you don't want to win this one. <laughs> I feel like Riker during the trial of Data. Oh, right, where Riker has to prove that because Data's an android, he isn't a person. Yep. Yeah, that was a good episode. That was a good episode. I'm glad you finally took that one. You're like, what? Well, I had to think. There were seven seasons, and Riker appeared in other Star Treks. True. Seven seasons I had to think through and be like, what the is he talking Riker on trial no no was data was on trial right well no it wasn't even data on trial it was a, a legal proceeding about whether or not data was uh his own person what are you typing notes to myself okay so I think we should wrap this up. Okay. Uh, wrap up? Cool. <laughs> Done. We wrapped it up. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. Thank you.